0: shock treatment has been given for depression for something like 40 years now it's a very successful and uh, useful treatment for severe depression that doesn't respond to other things
1: but depatterning is a use of electroshock treatment in a totally different way
0: in which instead of giving the shocks say two or three times a week uh, they're given two or three times a day for three or four weeks reducing the patient to a sort of animal vegetable state from which it's hoped that they would recover in a, a, a more healthy state of mind. Ten, hut!
1: welcome back to another episode of Shock Treatment with Melon.
0: What was that all about? That was-
1: we're losing our minds this evening for some reason. What else is
0: there? We need shock treatment.
1: I know, but you know, we're going to have a special Memorial Day episode in some of our... Well, I can't say favorite because I don't know all of them. Yeah, a, good, a, good, pretty array of- good, yeah, a good array of uh, military hard movies and, you know, celebrate like the kickoff to the summer season.
0: It's like a big Gatlin gun in the war. You fire off 500 rounds, maybe only three of those are going to take some souls with them. You know what I mean? So we can't do all of them. We can't take all the souls. We can only take some of the most popular of the military horror films. Now you wouldn't think right off the bat that military horror would be that big of a genre. At least I had a good amount in my head when I, when I, you know, when, when me and Mel first sat down, we stood up actually on our heads to think about how we were going to, what episode we were going to do. And we came with this. I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, I knew a couple, but, when I dove in, the more you, the deeper in you go, it's like, well, okay. It is a really prominent military movie, you know what I mean? But there's, a, there's, you know,
1: a strong military military people,
0: if you will, you know, like uh, we did last episode, we did the child's play, you know what I mean? Child's, every child's play gets ranked child's play three. That would be a military horror
1: movie.
0: and yep. it, it, it has nothing to do with military outside of the fact that it's just kind of the the surroundings, you know what i mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, military boarding school. You know. Now so the- yeah, but like you there's a lot like like you said, like
0: Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead exactly. You know what i mean? They just pop Absolutely in your head.
1: Fantastic. Like there's movies that people wouldn't even realize if, until they actually thought about it.
0: You know, it's an interesting match. You have like the horrors of war, the actual legitimate Honest to God, horrors of war mixed with fictional horror. You know what I mean? It was only a, a matter of time before such things came in. Uh, I think even on this list, there's certain films that I'll bring up that aren't exactly horror by genre, but are definitely um, definitely some horrifying things. Like I just recently this week for the first time watched Come and See uh, the Criterion Collection put out a great copy of it, DVD and Blu-ray. Um, this is a film that I heard about for, for forever. Um, uh, just being supposedly one of the most craziest, realistic films about war ever. Um, I won't I won't spoil any of it, because it's that good that you just need to go buy it and watch it. I won't give you any more details. There's a trailer out there you can watch. But the use of fear in a horror on faces in that movie is like, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. It's truly haunting. Um, And haunting is a word that gets thrown around a lot. You know what I mean? But haunting Mm -hmm. is like when, when it sticks with you and you could be, you know, eating breakfast the next morning and pause. You're
1: still thinking about about,
0: it. Yeah. Think about that face that was being made or or why it was being made. And uh, I have an idea of what the director would have, might've gave for direction to get that face, but I won't go into it because that'll definitely, I think uh, be
1: uh, a whole nother show.
0: (laughs) It it just wouldn't be, it's not like a spoiler. It just would kind of, I wouldn't want to do it. In the same way, I don't like that Kubrick um, documentary they did about the shining or rather Kubrick didn't do it, but it was made about Kubrick's the shining where they kind of pick They start to pick little things that don't make sense, and by the end of it, you're just like, it's kind of a mockery of itself. So I don't want to do that, you know what I mean? I don't want to uh, go pulling hairs here, pulling straws, needle in a haystack. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet, but after I saw it, come and and see? Yeah.
0: Come and see and Uh, then you can see The
1: poster art looks pretty dope, and then you said, you know, usually when you recommend a movie, it ends up being something i i like usually
0: i i agree with that i agree with that I, i'm hope yeah hopefully we can start having some screenings again some big group gathering screenings will be nice
1: yes now that everybody's finally starting to be vaccinated
0: you know i got a. I was telling alexander hawk recently i got a big pile of criterion collection movies that i haven't watched yet that i just hold for like special times because uh You know unlocking like a movie you've never seen before that's actually like a a rare gem it's kind of a special moment I feel for anybody that enjoys film and I've seen so many movies now that there's so little that I haven't seen that when I I stumble into something that like I heard was really good or looks really good but I've never seen I like I buy it and I just kind of like tuck it away.
1: For a rainy, like a, a rainy day. type. I know, yeah,
0: a rainy day thing, you know, because you never know when you need a little little oomph. You need a little something, fresh blood, something that gives you a little faith in, in you know, even like the state of film now is kind of a really you know wild thing. You're not getting anything really too creative or fun within. Well, I know, don't admit, Wait, well,
1: yeah, I just uh, we watched Army of the Dead on Netflix the other day. Oh yeah. And I gotta say I
0: really actually
1: enjoyed it, you know, I've a lot of very questions. Mixed,
0: very mixed opinions.
1: Yeah, I mean it wasn't bad. For what it was, it was it was a fun movie. Like some, the some... the girl that played the um the alpha zombie.
0: Yeah.
1: She she was awesome. Like when she was on screen, you she made that time worthwhile to watch. And the alpha zombie, the male, he was pretty dope too. Like the way they how smart they were you know it was like a couple of i i got a vibe from like a few different zombie movies with it but it it was compared to everything else that's been out lately with everything that's been going on this last year it was worth the watch
0: i heard that army of the dead was a shot for shot remake of come and see but i could be wrong
1: well i haven't seen come and see so i don't know
0: And I haven't seen Army of the Dead, so how do you like that? Wow, we're meeting in the middle.
1: right, for once.
0: (laughs) We're meeting in the middle, but not in the same place. What do you think of that? And with that that being said, we will dive into the first film on our list, Um, 1974, um, a Bob Clark classic. Bob Clark brought you the classic films a Christmas story, as well as another classic Christmas story of horrific nature called Black Christmas. You know what I mean? Um, Bob Clark also Porky's, I believe, if I remember correctly. I so. yep. um, this was one of, this was like a, an earlier horror film for him, which was cool. And I like, you know, you have to respect the hell out of a filmmaker that can do, can dance around in genres like this. You know what I mean? Take a Christmas story Black Christmas you you could family
1: you get, you have a family movie, and then you have the ones that you watch after the kids go to bed
0: exactly <laughs> you know what i mean and i I always hold high respect for all those you know filmmakers that can do that, so your respect and rest in peace uh respect and peace to Bob Clark and his son who I believe his son also died in the same accident, I believe it was a car accident um, very sad stuff, but death dream uh is a you know, originally called dead of night. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a young soldier is killed in Vietnam and he shows back up at his home one night. You know what I mean? It's one of those crazy tales, you know, of a soldier not knowing he was, he was gone and returning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I got blue underground, uh, is where I got this DVD. I remember they had a beautiful DVD release of this, um, It was like a reflector, like yellowish, silvery, reflectory cover. That was really cool. Um, And I remember the way he looks in the film was pretty scary. Like, I don't think there was a lot of gore or anything like that, but he has a ghoulish look at times that's, like, really superb. You know what I mean? If you you could nail a good – a good ghoul look is better than any gore. You know what I mean? If you could – because it's actually – to go back to the phrase haunting – at times, you know. What yeah, I, mean? I
1: i I tried to watch it last night, and I just couldn't get into it because it it's on it's streaming on Full Moon. Yeah, so I just i i was like, ugh. I i like I tried. I tried. I think we got maybe. I don't know. I was probably out within the first five ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I think that Blue Underground owned that, and, and I believe Blue Underground had a deal with Full Moon for streaming. So that's. Uh, a good deal. The great uh the, our boy. Our boy over there.
1: Our Charlie Bands.
0: Yeah. Well I could th- whenever I think Charlie Band, there's only one other person I can think of.
1: Yep. Our good old friend Billy Coin.
0: Yeah. Well there's two people I can think of, but we'll think of Bill Coin instead. <laughs> so, you know, I I really think that movie's great. And they probably got a Blu ray release. And if you are listening and have not seen Death Dream Go get some death dream in your life because uh good times. Now, do you want to go back and forth? I believe you both have the same list. Do you want- yeah, yeah, we
1: do. Um, this one, at least this one I've seen. This is a gigantic. Yeah, this is a, this is an awesome one. If you haven't seen this one, you've been living under a rock. But yes. it's Predator from nineteen eighty seven.
0: Hell yeah. You know,
1: good old Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> My,
0: Jeremy Tyke. Uh, Real quick, Jeremy Tyke. Shout out to Jeremy Tyke. Big fan of The Predator. Back to the movie.
1: Fantastic movie. Um, For those of you who don't know, it's about a team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle and they're hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior.
0: Right. Spawn sequels and reboots and a video game. Multiple video games, I think.
1: Yeah, I think think there's a couple on different platforms.
0: There's one right now that's or it came out last year at least, but that was big, big, uh, big deal when it came out. Shout out to James Lamond. I own the game. I got to get on and play the game with James Lamond. Oh.
1: oh, he did. He loved that one.
0: Hell yeah. He's a good man. We give him shouts. Maybe, maybe if people say their prayers and eat their Vicodins in the future, they might see a super group type situation. You never know. Um, John McTiernan and he also did Die Hard, which is classic, Last Action Hero, which is, you know, fantastic. Um, Die Hard with the Vengeance, you know, usually by, by part three, the franchise is hurting something spectacular, you know. It's yeah. heavily from the neck or something, mortally wounded. Um, but I enjoyed Die Hard 3 a lot, you know. I think, it's a, I think Die Hard 3 is better than Die Hard 2, in my opinion. And I actually got to see Die Hard 2 at a drive-in with Dick Tracy. What do you think of those fucking animals?
1: That's a combo. I saw Dick Tracy, but I don't remember what it was. It wasn't with Die Hard. The,
0: the adult version or?
1: The Madonna version.
0: Ooh. Yeah, all right. That was the t- kid's version.
1: There was yeah.
0: There's a version with Alexander Huck called Dick Tracy. Where he plays the, both characters of Dick and Tracy. And it's uh it's an interesting film. Very avant-garde. Very avant-garde film. <laughs> um, caught me off guard, too. It was scary. Um, next up we have nineteen nineties Jacob's Ladder. Um now, this is a movie that stars a gentleman named Tim Robbins that I don't really particularly enjoy that much. No offenses, Oh, I
1: you. love him.
0: I know. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, know. I know a lot of <laughs> people. will be do.
1: right all the time,
0: right? <laughs> I like Jim's Jim's kind of like a J-Dub's boy over there, Spader, that they just play the same thing in everything they've ever done. You know what I mean? That's cool, too, though. That's cool, too. There's always got to be somebody to do the same exact role every time out the gate. Um, but Jacob's ladder is probably one of his crowning achievements for him. That in like the player was good. I'll give him credit for the player. And he had a couple like nineties, maybe, uh, successful. Of course, Shawshank. I
1: like, I like, yeah, Shawshank is one of my favorites with him and nothing to lose with Martin Lawrence.
0: Right. Yeah, he had some good comedies. There's, uh, there's another, like, 80s thing that he was in that was pretty good, too. I shouldn't give too many hard times. I mean, he's a big fan of the show, so I can't we can't hate on him that much. <laughs> we wouldn't want to upset him. We wouldn't want him to stop listening. Uh, Danny Aiello is also in that film, you know, from, like, uh, Do the Right Thing. Yeah, he did uh, Stiffs with Frankie and Bagamo, local legend. That was cool. Wow. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to get into the 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 next one, or I haven't seen it.
1: The bunker, I've never even heard of it.
0: I, I'm familiar with Archie Bunker, um, but I'm not familiar. Yeah, with
1: not this one. But, I mean, it looks like it would be something interesting to watch, though. You know, I um, and for some reason, I'm I'm reading the synopsis to the movie, and I'm hearing this in Sophia from the Golden Girls voice. Picture it, Germany, 1944, the forest of the Ardennes. <laughs> you know, two yeah, of German soldiers forced into confusion and retreat by advancing Allied forces, taking refuge in an isolated Siegfried Line bunker. You know, that's got bad news written all over it. Especially, yeah, with, you looks- know, the, the pictures they show with it are all, like, friggin' skeletons and whatnot lining the walls.
0: Well, that common scene movie ended with some rare life skeletons. It was horrifying. And uh, rare life stuff's always a little more horrifying, anyway.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Now, everybody in the horror world will get upset at me at this next one, because I believe I've stated before I've never fully watched Dog Soldiers from 2000 Dose.
1: I've never even heard of it. I'm not even gonna lie.
0: Really? Yeah, well, I can't give you... I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Neil Marshall, um, I know this was, like, one of his earlier films. Uh... You know, Neil Marshall is known for like the descent uh, that he was part of the Tales of Halloween anthology film. You know, he's a good filmmaker. I like the things he does, you know, but I, Dog Soldiers, I probably should check in new because uh, I probably enjoy it. You know, it's a werewolf film, of course, you know what I mean? That's the whole vibe with it. A routine military exercise turns into a nightmare in the Scotland wilderness. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's a werewolf. This spawned, I think, one or two sequels. Not to be confused with ginger snaps, but I put this in ginger snaps kind of in the same category a little bit. As movies way. I've both movies I've never seen, but just ignorantly put in the same category together for whatever reason. I, I don't
1: I've seen I've seen ginger snaps. I don't mind that one. I like actually enjoy ginger snaps. You know, the, the, the sequels to them are horrible, but
0: Alex Hawk used to play ginger snaps where he paralyzed little red headed kids. <laughs> now I should take that out because I don't want to get him arrested for that. He's doing good right now. Um, below, 2002?
1: Yeah, not one I'm familiar with either. But, you know, it's got a it's got a good cast. I mean, Bruce Greenwood and Matthew Davis are in it. Okay. It's directed by David Chewie, written by Lucas Sussman. And about, like, the strange occurrences on a World War II submarine.
0: A lot of World War II um, werewolfy things. I, they, they, I,
1: I don't know how I would feel. Anything that would have to do with being underwater in, you know, a submarine, that would be terrifying to me in its own right. Never mind the, if the bitch is haunted.
0: Uh, yeah, I think the extra evil around the World War II situation, you know, and then, like, the experimental, uh, the theories of people do, r- doing experiments on people to make super soldiers and stuff. I, I think that yeah, that's where you, werewolves and that idea. Like, what right, it, up, that's
1: you know, a whole another genre.
0: Well, it's right up the same alley, you know what I mean? Like, it makes sense, you know. So, that's why you catch so many werewolf military movies, I think, because military is always trying to make the super soldier,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of Nazi movies the same way, too. Like, uh, Overlord, Overlord is another one that yeah, I've never seen. Overlord fantastic
0: movie, good things. It's I,
1: I love it. I I actually actually have the physical copy of this because I liked it that much. I went out and bought it.
0: It's on Netflix, I believe, right?
1: It might be on there. It wasn't, but they might have it now. I haven't looked for it on there.
0: If if red-headed people get upset about my ginger snaps joke, I have a red beard, my friends. I'm right there with you. Don't hate. All's well.
1: Yep. Maddie's a ginger. ginger up. Soulless Ginger.
0: Well, you know, I'm trying to get it back. Uh, next up, Death Watch. Uh, another film that I haven't seen, and I'll be honest with you, I probably I have no interest in seeing. Uh, in the middle of World War I, and these we were switching up the wars this time, uh, nine British soldiers caught behind enemy lines seek refuge in a compl- complex network of German trenches. What they soon discover is that they aren't alone, and it isn't a German soldier that's hunting them down. Uh perhaps another werewolf. Boom! I haven't seen it, but I'll speculate. There's a werewolf teeth in that. Next, I haven't seen *Our Point* either. No,
1: no. that's a, it's a that's a foreign film. I was just you know I was just looking up that one. I've seen. Um- yeah. It's the Vietnam War. South Korean base receives a radio transmission from a missing squad, presumed dead, and sends a platoon to rescue the lost squad from the R-point.
0: I would like to see that.
1: I think it would be cool just because of the fact that it's foreign.
0: Well, that's the because thing. Like, with it's, a different mili-
1: it's a different type of military.
0: R-point? it's it's our point of view you know what i mean like that's what i like about those military movies is every every everybody thinks they're right you know what i mean so like when we see american war movies america's always the good guy and all that so it's interesting to see the other it's side and how they play theory. themselves you know what i mean and now who's to say who's really right they living in the dead from 2007 and 1943 a group of Croatian soldiers overtake a strategically important point in Western Bosnia with the goal to destroy a group of communist partisans. On the way, uh, they met some supernatural folks. And from that point, it became an issue for them. Um, main character inherits a silver cigarette case uh, from one of the soldiers. And that's all I want to read. I, I'm, I can't make it past that. That's too much for me. Um, no offense. I mean,
1: nothing, nothing. This is a shitty list because well, it's it, 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 it's shitty in some respects just because it's predominantly movies we've never, ever heard of it with the exception of a few. Well, some, but some, yeah. it gives people something new to look for if they haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, I uh, A the- lot of
1: them are foreign, which is, you know, a lot of people are starting to get more into the foreign films because they're a lot more expressive in, uh, how they're put together. So
0: it's true. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the objective, a military special operations team led by a CIA case officer run a mission in the harsh, hostile terrain of Afghanistan, where they find themselves in a the Middle Eastern Bermuda Triangle of ancient <laughs> evil. That would be interesting because the Middle Eastern, you know, and mostly ghostly, me and Ray talk about the Middle Eastern culture and like their demons that they like have in their like folklore and stuff. And a lot of that Middle Eastern stuff's really creepy and wild. So like I would, I would actually like to check it um, out, dive into some of that see what that is. But I, I'd have to make sure the budget's more than $10 though. That's the only thing.
1: Yeah. The next one's a, it's, a, it's Korean and it's called the guard post. Um, I'd actually be interested in checking it out. It's a squad of Korean soldiers. They're sent to investigate a guard post that overlooks the DMZ. Mm. They think it's deserted. The squad disappears, discovers a mysterious corpse, and body parts strewn everywhere. And then amidst that, they discover a survivor with a bloody axe in his hands. But then he goes into a coma, leaving more unanswered questions.
0: Is the so, ever- did he go
1: nuts and kill everybody and end up in the hospital? Or... Was everybody, you know, a zombie and going after his
0: ass. This looks like it's very fast paced, almost like, um, what is it? Uh, the raid almost has like a raid vibe to it. But then again, that's the poster. And after the raid was successful, man, that poster was like that vibe. And like, they were, that was very, you, you know, it's, you catch, catch yourself where they spend more money to get the poster made than the actual film. Uh and then, you know, you're in for... But the poster
1: wreck is just so dope that it's enough to bring the Let's crowd say, in.
0: Yeah. Let's just say if it was Halloween, you would have got a trick instead of a treat, you know, if you know what I mean, you know, yep. in that situation. Dead Snow. You know. I absolutely.
1: Mean? I do love this movie.
0: Dead Snow's big times. People love that up, yeah. You know, a ski vacation turns horrific for... Hell, for you can't go
1: wrong with Nazi zombies.
0: Of course, yeah. I mean, double the evil, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, that's the only reason I like to play Call of Duty. (laughs) Zombies? Yeah. Yeah, that little out game game, uh, with the Nazi zombies where you go through and blow everything up.
0: Yeah, that is cool. That is definitely cool. We got the squad from 2011. After losing contact with a military base, uh, a High Mountain unit is sent to investigate. Upon arrival, they find only a woman in chains, isolation, uh, in the impossibility of escape, served to undermine the soldier's judgment. I don't know. It looks like it could be a little bit mixed with more real life horror than actual. Like, yeah, that's
1: sounds like that's going to be a mind fucking a half.
0: Yeah, that's one of those. Te- that's that, That's one of those deals. It looks like I'm catching the vibe of like, you know, they, they, you're in this land and you're abandoned, and then in the end, you find out that you were just waiting in a purgatory because you got shot before the audience picked up with you, type deal. You know what I mean? Before, you know, yeah. Type of stories. Um, War of the Dead from 2011. Um, a I'm platoon- assuming
1: this is foreign, sort of.
0: Uh, I'd say so by the name. Yeah,
1: Lithuania.
0: A, a platoon of American and Finnish soldiers is driven deep into the Russian forest, where its captain discovers a terrifying secret. I mean, that could be cool. It looks like they're dealing with zombies, which. Zombies are so played out that you've gotta have a creative fun way about doing it or like creative and scary way of doing it because everything's been done before. Well yeah, we've been approached it boom drastic to fucking do some zombie movies in the past and we've kind of turned them down because you really gotta have a good story to tell. They're a massive undertaking with special effects and stuff. Like you yeah. really gotta be do- saying something new and fresh that like hasn't been said at all before. That's very rare.
1: Or you say five I mean. thousand
0: times. Yeah, like every every zombie movie, everything you see nowadays is pretty much the same. I, my
1: my thing is, it's like I don't get why like Day of the Dead isn't on here. Like that's one of.
0: But those, we got like, Day, Day of the Dead. We talk Day of You know, for anybody else, that ain't down with Day of the Dead. You know, the third installment of the Dead series from Mr. George A. Romero. Rest in peace, starring Laurie Cardell. Terry Alexander, friend of the show, good man. Joseph Pilato, rest in peace, uh, Joe Palato, man. So, yeah, sad. It's like, it's uh, so sad. Got we got to I got to meet him. You ever get a chance to meet him at the shock?
1: No, I didn't. Um, Great
0: dude. He went there two years. Two years. He was a really good dude. Uh, if anybody out there uh, enjoys the films that doesn't, um, doesn't know, he does. Uh, Joyce's work, if you're not hip to Ebon Press, I believe it is. It's like a graphic book comic novel. Uh, Graphic 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 novel comic comic book company. Uh, Like an indie one. Uh, I think done by the dude who used to run Rotten Cotton. And uh, they got one called uh, Night... Fuck. I'll think of it. But anyway, check it out. Ebon Press. Look it up. Um, And they have a whole line of comics that like star uh, Joe Pilato. But um, I'm fucking, I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm blanking. I own them too. Shit. Anyways, <laughs> Joe Pilato rest in peace. Day of the Dead, probably one of the biggest army fucking military horror movies of all time, don't you say?
1: Yeah, I love it. You can't, I mean, Bob commanded the screen.
0: <laughs> it's almost safe to say that every Romero movie is, a, is an army fucking zombie movie because there's usually always army people involved at some
1: point. Yep. And every single one of them.
0: Yeah. Um, next up, 1982. Quite possibly the greatest science fiction movie ever made. Definitely the greatest science fiction horror movie ever made. And that is John Carpenter's reboot. The thing. Classic. Awesome movie. I, yeah. that's,
1: I think that's, like, one of my absolute favorite movies.
0: One of the greatest. You know, one of the best when it comes to special effects. One of the best. Like, you... I don't know if there's a 4K version of it out there yet. It should be. But you watch just the Blu-ray. I remember watching VHS and my face being melted by, like, whoa. Like, wow. Wow, my goodness. You know, um, I think Norris is the character's name. You know, there's a part where that dude just, like, melts off of a table. And the, the they couldn't even make it look that like that nowadays. You know what I mean? It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Everybody out there who's been a horror fan for more than five minutes has fucking seen the movie and knows what I'm talking about. If you just recently jumped on the horror movie uh, bandwagon five minutes ago, then don't fret because, I don't know, the time is yours. You're doing it big. I don't know. How do you do it? Next up, the ninth configuration. Um Now, have you ever seen The Ninth Configuration, Mel, by William Peter Blatty, mainly known for writing, wrote The Exorcist, but did did a stint as a director for a little bit?
1: Yeah, no, not one I'm familiar with.
0: This movie uh, is a mindfuck of a movie. Uh, It's craziness a little bit. You know, a former Marine arrives at a mental asylum housed in a remote uh, castle to housed in a remote castle uh there he attempts to rehabilitate the patients by letting them act out their craziest fantasies and desires you know Stacy Keach is the dude he's the former marine you also have the father uh the, from exorcist who jumps out the window at the end and kills him jimmy i think his name is goes, dimmy dimmy oh Dimmy." <laughs> um that dude's in it uh it's really a, there's a lot as trippy uh you know acid i think acid was involved in, in the creation of this idea but it's one of those weird mind truck movies very trippy you know kind of like come and see a little bit come and see is a little more raw and with emotion this has got a little bit more theatric to it um you know by both of these are types of films you don't see anymore unfortunately and that is very unfortunate movies that make you think and you really go uh oh, Wow, like a lot of movies now are kind of popcorn movies. You know, there's philosophy. Yeah,
1: I, I don't like the, all these PG horror movies that are coming out.
0: I don't think they want to make people think too deep sometimes because that could be a problem. You know, people think, start getting too deep. Oh, like, I know. I the young you know what they yep. uncover I mean? But the ninth configuration, uh, that's a cool flick. I got a DVD of it, and that was even hard to find. Um, I don't know if it ever made its way to Blu-ray. You know what I mean?
1: Would it be, is it one of those ones that it should be made into a Blu ray or a oh, for
0: sure? And I Yeah, it should definitely be made into uh, a Blu ray. I want to say that, I have to give credit, I want to say Billy Coyne, when I first met Billy Coyne, was around the time, I think he got, he hipped me to this movie, I think. Um, but we're going way, like, I've seen it, it was, it was right, yeah, I'm going, to, I watched it maybe like 10 years ago, which was roughly around the time I met Billy. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? Um, but yeah, classic the ninth configuration. Definitely check that out. Now you have Alien. The whole all the Alien movies, realistically. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anybody else there that doesn't never doesn't know what Alien is is I don't know why you listen to the show. I mean, come on. Um. Big time. You know. You know. Quite possibly the only other science fiction horror movie that might be able to give um. What do you call it? A run for its money. The Thing. In the category of best science horror, like some
1: yeah.
0: horrified shit. Um, but yeah, all of them—they're all really good. You know, you know, one one's good, two's good. I enjoy three. I know we talked about that recently. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it for, uh, or I appreciate it rather. You know, four kind of, it drops off a little bit. Um, the one they did, the reboot they did with um, what's his name? Um,
1: Alien Resurrection with Ron Perlman.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, my Rider was there as well though? That was that was the fourth one, I believe.
1: Alien Covenant, like the newer ones.
0: Covenant, I think it was. Yeah, that was actually Danny really McCry.
1: good. I, well, I Danny loved McBride, I I love that. Danny McBride
0: one, yeah, the Danny McBride one. I thought that was really good.
1: Our boy Jesse Smollett is in there.
0: Of course, is that my boy?
1: That's your boy, yeah. Jesse. Jesse Smollett, yeah. The
0: dude, the, the the dude who got fake beat up.
1: Yep. That's the one.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, I still like the movie. It's okay. You know, Ravenous, speaking of Jesse, you know, you're familiar with Ravenous, the film? That's a good flick.
1: No, I haven't seen that one either. Like, a lot of these, like, I've seen Day of the Dead, obviously, but, like, they're the more mainstream ones. Anything that,
0: this was it was, on the
1: radar? I, I won't see.
0: This was later in the game, and you might even have seen it, not even realized it. Um, it stars um, Guy Pierce is the star of it, but the, the real star in my eye, David Arquette's in it as well. But um, Robert Carlyle—that's my dude. Uh, for anybody out there that don't remember his name from the right off the bat, um, Train Spotting—he was the wild one from Train Spotting. You familiar with Spawning the Heroin no, movie? I've
1: not that one either. Boyle,
0: that one's... Uh, if shooting heroin was, was was military actions, that would be a military film. <laughs> but this one, uh, Ravenous, 1999. On a remote military outpost in the 19th century, Captain John Boyd and his regime embark on a rescue mission which takes a dark turn when the, they are ambushed by a sadistic cannibal. Um...
1: That sounds like a good time.
0: It is. It's a really cool flick. Uh, yeah, it
1: sounds like it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's, at least it's not, you know, a zombie.
0: Yeah, you haven't seen it. Totally.
1: They're not yeah, dead.
0: <laughs> no, it's a living zombie, if you will. Yeah, literally. If you want to go to that that extent. Um, but yeah, Ravenous, if you've never seen, uh, check it out. That used to be, like, very uh, cheap on Blu-ray, I want to say. That was, like, one of those cheap... Uh, like Walmart, the three dollar bin at the Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I appreciate. Thank you, Walmart. I got a lot of good three dollar, five dollar Blu-rays. Oh yeah, but uh, I gotta say, you guys, you know, they're not as good as the Dollar Tree popping off of one dollar Blu-rays. Which woo! Thank you, Dollar Tree.
1: Yeah, I actually I found a Dollar Tree not far from my house that actually does have some good ones. So I've been uh, got an up.
0: episode. Speculation. But most line.
1: of most of mine are have been comedy, not horror.
0: Oh, well, that works.
1: That I've been picking up.
0: Comedy is just going when when the scary sound goes out of your body instead of in. <gasps> <and> it's called, <gasps> 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 you know what I mean? It's <laughs> horrified. I don't ever want to do that again, man. I'm retiring. and have to do it. So 1977, we bring a film called Rituals into the game. Um, five doctors on a wilderness outing are stalked by uh, disfigured crazed killers. I enjoy that already. I think that has a lot of potential just by the name Hal Holbrook, the one and only rest in peace, you know, from like creep show and a bunch of things yeah. uh, is in that Sons of Anarchy, you know, so he did Sons of Anarchy in the last couple of years of his life. He was like 150 years old when he did it and he acts better than anybody on that show. Phenomenal. The, the, he he! His performances. I think it's um, what's her name? Uh, Katie Katie Segal, uh, uh She Jenna. plays her father, and it's just like it's heartbreaking. He's fantastic. Are you are you down with the keep, Mel? Mel? No, never seen it. All right, the keep's one of those famous rarities too. That was hard to get on DVD. I don't know if it ever came out. Nazis are forced to turn into Jew. Uh, turn to a Jewish historian for help and battling the ancient demon that have inadvertently freed from its prison. I wonder how that idea came about. That's a Michael Mann film, you know, later from Manhunter and, you know, bigger films. I think he was a bad boy. He was the bad boy's guy. Pan's Labyrinth, of course, you know. Some of that I love
1: water. that movie. That's That's a favorite. Like, I mean, yeah, you got to read it, but it's such a... Beautifully done
0: movie. Absolutely. Have you seen The Devil's Backbone? No. You should check that out. That that also has a it's the Criterion put both of them out in, in really good editions. But The Devil's Backbone is is uh, Del Toro as well, and kind of the same theme of like uh you know kids dealing with war in a way. You know what I mean? And uh, how
1: they perceive everything.
0: Yeah. The, um, very but that
1: little girl. That little girl is phenomenal. In Pan's Labyrinth. So, you know, the the child actors are as good in that one.
0: Yeah, Guillermo is one of the one of our best visionaries of right now, for sure. Um, you know, The Devil's Rock. That looks like that was uh, horrifying. I don't even want to talk about it. You ever seen that Wormwood movie, Road to the Dead?
1: Yeah, that's horrible.
0: It looks like fucking God. Like, uh, it, it's like death, ra- death race 845, 70,000 million. Yeah,
1: I watched it one night. I was I was bored out of my mind. I was by myself, and I couldn't find anything. And that popped up, and I'm like, "Oh, let me try." Oh my god, I was an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back.
0: It's like one of those movies that they're trying to make a $100 million movie with 50 cents. Literally. And I haven't even seen it, folks, but it's on Amazon, so go pop it on, right? <laughs> you got 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later as well. I like both of those. They're good flicks. I enjoy. Danny Boyle, the same dude who did train Spotting later in life did these.
1: Yeah, those are, those are both really well-done movies, and it's creepy as fuck.
0: They both have the, the the biohazard signs because of the heroin needles from train spotting, and then the toxic waste <laughs> from this.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when they got COVID.
0: COVID's you know, to- vicious. I know that was that was like <laughs> his warning. But yeah, never know. You never know, man. Somebody do the math on that twenty-eight. See so if twenty-eight weeks. See what all that breaks in your days and stuff like that, and do a form. Right. Ray Boone's a man of numbers. If you break that down to the, tw- tw- the 28 days and the 28 weeks and then do your subtractions of what year we're in and blah, 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 boo. next thing, you know, it's telling you what day we're all leaving the party together and in hand all is one.
1: Yeah. I don't want to think that far ahead right now.
0: I don't even want to think about after the show. <laughs> Let's think about the dead from 2010 though. An American mercenary the sole survivor of a plane crash has to run the gauntlet across Africa, battling with the living dead. That's just about as bad as it sounded. Yeah, it funny.
1: actually was. I saw that.
0: It was bad news.
1: Yeah. It, um,
0: I can't. It had
1: potential to be something really good, but it was so drawn out, and I, we all know, I fucking hate a slow burn.
0: That's too, too dramatic. Oh, yeah, they're brothers. It's a brother team. I, whatever it's not, brothers are the only time I ever kind of like, or sisters or brother and sister is the only time that I really think uh, a co-director thing is kind of a cool deal. You know, as far, as far as a narrative film goes, where you're creating characters for the screen that aren't already there, you know, documentaries, one thing or other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a weird vibe. But, yeah, that was just a little sidestep. But next up, we got Throne of Blood. The Criterion Collection put this out as well um, from 1957. Um, anybody that gets down with, you know, Criterion's kind of killing it with uh, that older Japanese horror stuff. And the Japanese horror, they got a lot of stuff that deals with the war stuff too, because the war wasn't too kind to them as well. It's uh, so it's one of those things you have the great Akira Kurosawa. You know what I mean? One of the most famous, one of the greatest filmmakers of his time. Um, you know, the heart of uh, Warhard in general, egged on by his ambitious wife, works to fulfill a prophecy that he would become lord of Spider's Web Castle. You know what I mean? Um, you got the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatcher films. You know, the armies usually get into yeah. that at one point.
1: War of the Worlds.
0: War of the Worlds, you know what I mean? Even some more alien stuff, you know, whatever we gotta battle off with the old alien life for our survival. Don't always have to be the zombies. Or if we're not batting on alien alien life we're battling off like six year old girls that can make fire happen, like in the movie Firestarter with Drew Barrymore from nineteen eighty four. Yep.
1: Love that movie. I like I, I'm curious to see what
0: they do with the reboot of that. They should just burn the re- the idea of doing a reboot.
1: Yeah, really, they should, but you know they're not going to.
0: Fire, Firestarter is kind of like a Cujo, where it's such a, the, the movies don't really need to be done. It's just like his name and his books were so hot that they just bought every fucking book that they could get their hands on, even the ones that really don't need to be made in the movies. And that's how you get Firestarter and Cujo. <laughs> I, mean, I love Stephen King. In, in,
1: in I love those two movies.
0: In the uh, next couple months, people find out how much we do love Stephen King over at Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. Not mean, Yep. Yeah. Next up, 1971's Punishment Park. Um, Punishment Park is a Suedo documentary uh, purporting to be fi- a film crew's news coverage of the, a team of soldiers escorting a group of hippies, draft dodgers, and anti-establishment types. Um. From 1971, this looks gritty, and I would really like to see this. Actually, um, it looks like uh, it wasn't made for loot. It's got some it like Korean writing on the poster as well, which means it traveled. I mean, it's an American film, but it, if, with the, with that writing, it looks like it got some distance. Which usually, when films get that distance, they're, they're not they can't be all that bad, you know. They're they're somewhat yeah. watchable because they've. Uh, A bigger audience has uh, accepted them into their hearts. Now, another film that hasn't been accepted into hearts is uh, Dead Birds from 2004. At least the poster will, will, unfortunately, um, Alex Turner, director, I'm sorry, your poster for Dead Birds will never be in my heart.
1: I've never Um, even heard of this movie.
0: I've heard of it. This is more of a case of where the posters are so bad you don't want to open it up and put the DVD because the poster could be so bad that DVD could break your DVD player, your Blu-ray player. That's how bad it looks. Yeah. You can't exactly blame Alex Turner for that because most of the time it's a distribution company choice where they'll change the name of your film to something more More eye-popping that doesn't have anything to do with the movie or whatever, like change the artwork to look like something they think the audience would want to see, so they buy Uh, your movie that has nothing to do with it, and they watch it and hate it's guts and trash all over the interwebs. Um, Phase 7 from 2010. Inside a quarantined apartment building. Oh, my. This is like a psychic movie.
1: Sounds familiar.
0: This is from 2010, too. This is 10 years before. This is crazy. Now I'm getting scared.
1: Oh, didn't we have something back then? Wasn't it like SARS or something back then?
0: Yeah, every, every three years, there's something. There's something. Uh, in the quarantine apartment building. A man must protect his pregnant wife from his neighbors. You could say the same thing without it being a quarantine movie. Yep. Um, next up, Monsters from 2010, which I've never seen, but I've heard about and I heard it was actually good.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Um, directed by Gareth Edwards, who I believe is the dude that did the raid um, to bring it back. I could be wrong. Um, he had his hand in something cool, if I remember correctly. Oh, he did a Godzilla movie, and then he did uh, Rogue One. I could have sworn he... That dude's name was involved with something I could have sworn. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong completely. Um Interesting. That, na- that name sounds very familiar for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but
1: What do you think about Starship Troopers?
0: I enjoy Starship Troopers. I think it's a good flick good sci-fi movie, too. I, th-
1: I think the first one is fantastic. And then they they kind of went nuts with <laughs> the, the sequels. But
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I bought every single one from my dad for Christmas because he loves them.
1: Yeah, mine does, too. It's, I uh, it's a dad like, movie. Yeah, definitely. It's like the, it's like the ultimate.
0: It's like the ultimate dad movie. I like that one. That one keeps the Chucky shit out shirt.
1: of me though, because every time, what?
0: I like that polo Chucky shirt. That's dope. Oh,
1: yes, my uh, good friend of the show Omar sent it to me for. Uh, Omar,
0: hook your boy up with a fucking shirt like that, dude. I'd rock that polo <laughs> Chucky shirt. That's
1: dope. I love this. <laughs>
0: that looks like something Omar would have tattooed on his forearm.
1: Yep, right, right with his uh, little Funko Pop.
0: And that's two, no three, shot two, because yeah. I, I love Omar's tattoos because they're horror icons but they're like they have like a a fun little, like, vibe a, to a it twist on them yeah which is is probably in be- better than the most
1: original tattoos,
0: tattoos I've seen yeah I'm trying to get myself a shirt that's what I'm doing here guess yeah, send me a shirt send me a polo Chucky <laughs> shirt Omar you gotta stop listening to the show for crying out loud
1: no don't do that
0: no nah, I'm just joking Omar knows I'm joking. We go way back, dude. We've been doing conventions for like three years. We're very close folks.
1: I know. I miss the conventions.
0: Uh, Omar's good peeps. His whole family's good peeps. The group of them there. The brother.
1: Yep. And,
0: and the sister. Or the best
1: friends. Friend.
0: They're all good people. And they're all friends of the show.
1: Love them all. Miss them all. I'm so glad that, you know, we things do, are starting to calm down.
0: Omar, you're like in Billy Coin and Alexander Hawk category now. Territory, you're killing it, dude.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tell him after that we get we shouted him out tonight.
0: Oh yeah, nothing but love for Omar. He's a good man, and he's a big wrestling fan, which I enjoy too.
1: Yeah, he's got some dope ass wrestling, wrestling jackets. Um, he's got a really oh,
0: dude, those nice. jackets. The, the Eddie
1: Guerrero one that he has is like fire.
0: I've seen them later, and the first time I ever seen them ever in life, he was rocking one. And it was like yeah. the throwback 1990s like Undertaker coat. That was like that, everything I, I would have gave my fucking life for as like a kid. When I was a kid, dude, I would have I would have signed a contract for like the last twenty years of my life for that fucking Undertaker coat or like the Brett the Hitman hard coat back. You th- you fucking throw me that Undertaker coat with the Brett the Hitman hard fucking glasses and you get me like a fucking Razor Ramon shirt. I probably would have signed over the last twenty years of my life as a kid for that. <laughs> um, I'm glad I did it now though. I'm glad I made the right decision. But uh, I can still and I lost some weight, so I could probably fucking rock one of those coats soon. We'll see how it goes. Deliver us from evil. I believe is a documentary. I don't know why that's on here. Um, Scott Derrickson. He went on to do World
1: War there. Z with Brad Pitt.
0: Huh? World War Z with World Brad World War Z Pitt. is a big one too. I never, you know, uh, getting wrapping my head around the uh, the fact that I was watching Brad Pitt in a zombie movie was so difficult. That was like, the, well, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching him. We're watching a zombie movie with Brad Pitt in it. That was, yeah. that was
1: definitely a, a change of uh, change of the times. There's um the more there's a more recent one, Shadow in the Cloud with um Chloe Grace Moretz.
0: I like the name.
1: It's, it's directed by Roseanne Lane and it's about a female world war II pilot traveling with top secret documents. Hmm. And she encounters an evil presence on board the flight. So I'm like I'm kind of curious to check that one out. It's been on my list of things to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't watched it yet.
0: Right, So, right.
1: you know, got a whole weekend now. To, I
0: know there's so much to watch.
1: There's so much to watch, but, like, there's so much I actually I want to do. So if I chicken out of the things I want to do, I have something to watch.
0: Never chicken out.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know how much I – like, as much as I want to go to that Tri-City Comic-Con thing, I, I, I'm nervous about the whole thing, too.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I'm with you. Is
1: have that, you seen Hannibal Rising? No. That's a good one, too, with all Does
0: it have Mad Milkson or something like that in it? Or is that um, the – that was the – no, no, that was the third or fourth one, right? That was after Hannibal?
1: Yeah, it was after Hannibal. This was how he Hannibal became Hannibal. Like a
0: younger kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. the kids that yeah, Hannibal –
0: I might have actually seen it, but I don't remember it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the kid that played Hannibal in this, like, he was absolutely phenomenal.
0: That was at a weird time. I was devouring every film that I came out. I was like, boop, 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 boop. there was a way, there was a time where I've I've seen, I've lost track of how many movies I've seen. It's insane.
1: Yeah, Peter Weber directed it. Um, written by you know Thomas Harris that did ha- wrote Hannibal. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So yeah, the know, author. Yeah, it has got a great cast. Reese Iphens is in it, and like, he likes to play sadistic characters.
0: Mm. Well, that's perfect for a military horror movie, it would be a sadistic character. You get, you get Salo, uh, 120 Days of Sodom. I, I don't quite remember if it was military, but there was definitely structure to that organization, and I don't know. I
1: haven't movie, seen I that am. one, and I'm nervous to watch it just because sure. of the name <laughs> of it.
0: I remember, for whatever reason, I watched that movie while I was sick with the flu.
1: I bet it made you more sick.
0: It was so weird. It was so weird to watch it when your head's in that weird fucking sick place. Because it's so... I wouldn't mind watching... Again, it kind of has that Serbian film vibe to it.
1: Yeah, another one I had wish I had heeded the warning about don't watch.
0: Yeah, it's the shot very nice. And, like, the music is nice, but, like, the subject matter is, like, horrifying.
1: That's beyond horrifying.
0: And they killed that filmmaker. The dude who made Salo got killed, like, right before it came out, if I remember correctly.
1: Oh, wow. So Chris filmed a boot.
0: Yeah, Abel Ferreira made a movie about it, which has the most realistic blowjob I've ever seen in any movie that wasn't a real blowjob. <laughs> um, and that's, a, a, that's definitely an Abel Ferreira thing. Um, next up, Planet Terror from 2007.
1: You know what love. I mean? Absolutely love, absolutely love that movie.
0: Beloved, beloved. It's,
1: I have a t shirt. It's just so much fun. I, I, you know, and she gets the leg and it's a fucking automatic rifle, you yeah. know? <laughs> the yeah, scenes man. on that when she's on the bike of the, the back of the bike with, um, Jay Hernandez's character and they start, they start shooting all the zombies around
0: them. You forget how old that? Two thousand seven. How long ago that was? Freddie Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah, I get him. I
1: get him and Jay Hernandez confused because they similar. If the name, if, the,
0: if I wasn't looking at the name, I never would have. I would have. I would have. I would have signed the last twenty years of my life on that one, baby.
1: Oh my god! Oh, the scene in the elevator with Quentin Tarantino. Q T. Yes.
0: Q T. You gotta love Q T.
1: That. When his penis Hick. falls off.
0: And he's still going Ooh. for it? He's still trying yeah, to still trying it he's get it? Yeah,
1: still trying to get it. Yep. Uh, that, oh, that is absolutely disgusting.
0: You know, the, that Fantastic. whole thing. In it. Yeah, that whole thing in itself being a part of the grindhouse thing was something really special, too, that, you, you know, they had the power at that time to be able to do that. You know, nobody – I mainly, I'd say, to, you know, it's probably the, at the, the height of Rodriguez's career, I'd say, but Tarantino as well. And I think Quentin's more of a dude that they'll let him do whatever he wants to a degree. At least, you know
1: – I mean, come on, the guy was era. walking around with a jar full of people's balls.
0: Yeah, in that era, it was more like that. Like, now that he – when he had – when he had – you know, when he not, you know, we, I don't want to say it, but to make Harvey look like a good dude, because Harvey was Harvey Weinstein's a bad dude. But when he had Weinstein's backing, I think that as a company, he got what he was allowed to do whatever he wanted because they were, pre- you know, the Weinstein company at that time was was the, not only were they making his films and Rodriguez's films, which were the, the biggest films and cool film. They were also making all the biggest films in the Academy Award and Sundance films. So they were fucking raking in the money.
1: Yeah. We're
0: um, cool there was a weird thing where he owned, I want to say the Weinsteins owned a piece of fucking Lord of the Rings somehow because they originally owned it. And then they op- they they let New Line make it somehow because it was, cause they were going to, it was some weird thing there. So like, yeah, they had money to do anything. So like whatever they wanted to do, like you don't, you're, I don't think ever again you'll ever see two two directors that do something so out of the box like and I, yeah it's throwback it's it's throwback to the older times but you're not gonna see and Tarantino's the only dude you can see that like when he you know the the hateful eight He road showed it which we went to in a couple not us but we should have I don't think we even knew each other at the time of that yeah
1: we didn't know each other yet
0: but yeah that like he he brought his his he toured his film to small art house cinemas. Well, not him personally, but he, the film toured the art house cinemas and it had like, you know, you got special merch, cool, you know, like T-shirts and shit, but you got pamphlets and stuff if you went to it before yeah. it hit theaters, so to speak. And like, I don't know any other filmmaker they would do that to. Even like Scorsese, who's like bigger – in, in the in the overall imprint of cinema score says he will be bigger than Tarantino, but Tarantino is still gonna be pretty big, you know what I mean?
1: Well I mean Rob Zombie um did that when he released um Three from Hell. He the first because they only showed it in theater for three days. Yeah. So each night of the three days you've got a different keepsake right. type thing part from the movie. Like That's one night with the, the movie poster yeah, one night was a movie poster. One night was a, um, I want to say, like, a like one of the mini posters. Yeah, mini
0: poster. There was a behind-the-scenes video for one of them.
1: Yeah. Like
0: after the movie or, like, a and a or something after the movie. There was one to get the poster, which is what everybody wanted. Yep. And there was, like, a third one that was, like, horrible. Like, they, they let you keep the other end of your ticket stub or something fucking ridiculous that, like, nobody cared about. Yep. Um But, Yeah. That's what they got to do in the future, you know. Like, you know, for those small, you know, nothing that are small, but like it's
1: worthwhile because, like, right before the pandemic started and whatnot, like, yeah. I, I mean, I think the last movie I had seen in the movie theater prior to when we went and saw Godzilla versus Kong, I think was like it chapter two, maybe right, or, right. or something like that, and you know, they had you know. Been putting out posters for new horror movies that are coming out—the mini posters. So I was starting to get into the habit of grabbing them.
0: Yeah. Oh, we we can't forget uh, Shockwave. It was from 1977. Well, isn't the yeah. best movie? Isn't the best movie, but every horror should watch it. Um, the 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 artwork I think is more notorious than the film itself. Yeah. You know, visitors to a remote island discover that reclusive Nazi commandant uh, has been breeding a group of zombie soldiers. Glorious. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got fucking Peter Cush and John Garrity in there. That's all you really need. Um... Blood Creek I wanted to bring up real quick. Two thousand nine, a man and his brother on a mission of revenge become trapped in a harrowing occult experiment dating back to the Third Reich. Starring Henry Cavill, believe it or not, the future Superman. Um, directed by Joel Schumacher, believe it or not, director of, you know, The Lost Boys and Um Falling Down and Batman and Robin, you know, um, and I remember this being pretty good. Michael Fassbender was even in I it love him. When he was on the come up, yeah. I remember the artwork for it was really cool. The dude's head was all carved up. I remember grabbing this from Wally World um, when it came out. And I remember it being good, but I don't quote me. Don't hold it against me. Um, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So if I hate it, I'm going to say you lied to me.
0: I know. I, I would never do such a thing. Full Metal Jacket, uh, you know, it's not a horrific one. I wouldn't say that, you know, that has been, people have told me that Full Metal Jacket is one of those movies that.
1: You have to see that. I absolutely love that movie.
0: It is classic, but p- people that have been to war think they, that's one of the movies they think, you know, kind of, kind of has the vibe. Platoon as well. You know what I mean? There's certain big war movies that people that have been to war will actually say,
1: Apocalypse Now. Like
0: that. Or, you know, remember that scene from that movie? You know, I remember I had a situation like that. like The
1: Apocalypse Now, Platoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those
0: are all great movies. Um, There's a TV movie called The Cold Night's Death. Two scientists suspect there's someone other than their research uh, primates inhabiting their polar station. Uh, with Eli Wallach which is nice uh, I've never seen this but it caught my eye in the list and I would watch it and it almost feels like it has a the thing vibe to it you know yeah I mean,
1: that's yeah. what I was thinking when you said that
0: yeah it has a very the thing vibe to it and it could have been, I think something I forget the name of uh, the actual name of the story the short story the things it was, first the, it was, the first movie was called the thing from out of this world I think but like the actual story is like something that, that the thing's not even in it, um, but it's something, something interesting, but yeah, you know, um, do, you, do you have any others on your list? You know what I mean? You have the- well,
1: just those ones, you know, I, I, I figured it was a fun way to start off you know, the kickoff to the summer season and, you know, it being Memorial day weekend, you know, small tribute to the troops that, you know, put Their asses on the line for us to keep, uh, safe. But, but, I guess got to crazy,
0: safe. we do have the crazies too. I want to bring up the reboot and the original because the reboot was actually pretty good. Surprise, yeah. But yeah,
1: I actually prefer the reboot.
0: Wow. Well, we won't tell George that, but uh, <laughs> the original ones really, I were they're, they're both good. They're, I give them both, credit, yeah, they're
1: both good, know? but I really like the remake.
0: The Prowler, The Prowler is good too with Joseph Zito. Um, kind of, and you know, he's a horror f- director that did some big shit that people, you know, you don't hear him talk too much, as much about him as you should hear about him, realistically, I feel. Um, he had like the final chapter, he didn't miss it in action. Um, you know, he had his hand in a lot of really cool 80s stuff, you know what I mean? That was, uh, fun, you know, the I mean? media wars, which was like a weird shit and some weird shit. Um, but yeah. He did the Prowler uh, effects by Tom Savini, like, Our boy, our good old friends. Yeah, he really good effects in it. Um, yeah, the Prowler is kind of an underrated. People horror fans know about it. I wouldn't oh, say like it's gem. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like it's a hidden gem kind. It's not too obscure, but it's obscure. I'd say, um, and I want to say up until it got re released on Blu Ray a year or two ago, maybe three, uh, maybe more. Uh, it was a rarity. It was kind of hard to come across, if I remember correctly. Um, you
1: know I wonder, something's obscure when you uh, can't even find it on Amazon.
0: That's true. Well, that's the thing. Um, Bug, I want to bring up Bug real quick, too. An unhinged war veteran holds up uh, with a local... Is this the one
1: with Ashley Judd?
0: It is. And
1: Joaquin Phoenix?
0: It's um, the other crazy dude, Michael Shannon. Michael
1: Shannon, yeah. That's a really good movie. i
0: right Harry Con- seen
1: yeah,
0: Harry. Yeah. Con- wow. William Friedkin. William Friedkin, who's a masterful filmmaker, did like The yeah. Exorcist, that The French Connection. That
1: absolutely fantastic.
0: That's great. Yeah, like, for anybody out there that, you know, when you see a, a, a filmmaker you appreciate from like the 70s or 80s, And, you know, modern times, you see they're still making a movie. Usually you'll watch it, and a lot of them will look like they're still in maybe the 80s, you know, 70s or 80s, because it doesn't have, like, that modern flow to it and stuff. But uh, Friedkin's one of those directors that kills it, and the best examples of that is this movie, Bug, and um, Killer Joe with Matthew McConaughey. We did both, and they're both fantastic movies that, you know, they got his vibe to it, but, like, you could – I'd hate to say – you know, it looks like it was made by a younger filmmaker because age has nothing to do with good filmmaking. But, like, it had, with, it, like, the editing's more fast paced, or I don't know how you'd want to do it, um, how you'd want to say it. They're both, uh, were written by, they're both stage plays, if I remember correctly, uh, turned into films. Yeah. But, um, yeah, both of those are really good. So yeah, I wanted to I wanted to bring up Bug because I know that the Bug, the dude, he was a veteran. That was he was like a crazy yeah,
1: generation. like PTSD yeah. and all kinds of stuff going on with him.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did you have? I, I know we're we're kind of pushing. You know, apt pupil. We've talked about before. Um, there's so many. We could always return to this. You know what I mean? But yeah, you will close. Yeah. Before
1: we before we close out this episode, though, I do want to you know send out my condolences to Felissa. You know, I found out last night that Desiree Gold that played Aunt Martha in Sleepaway Camp passed away at the age 76. Yeah. So, you know, all I love because she is a good friend to us. And, you know, yeah. not many people pass away. I mean, she was still on the young side herself, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean...
1: Oh, so iconic, that movie. And, you know, is. Aunt Martha, like, oh my... God, she was so out there that, you know, she was in that movie for, like, what, three minutes, and she was on point.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, she plays uh, um, she was playing a character that was, like, you know, she, she's supposed to be, like, despicable in a way, you know what I mean? And she did a great job with it, you know what I mean? She's crazy, yeah. and you're almost, like, and you got to, you know, when you watch them as a kid, you go, you you, 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 you almost blame the actress or the actor or whatever, it Will, um, and say, oh, you think they were, like, bad or whatever. But, you know, I I also want to add, just because, you know, just, you know, extra love to her because she was, you know, she was kind of known for being... You know, a character that uh, was kind of trouble in a way, you know, but, 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 but let's just say, like, people probably disliked her in the film, you know what I mean? But just the yeah. character, and, uh, you know, appreciation from a horror fan and two horror fans over here. We send our a big love out to her, you know what I mean? And rest in peace. Name was Desiree Gould. All right. So rest in peace, Desiree. And uh Yeah. That's sad. New Jack, the wrestler New Jack, passed away about like a week ago too. Uh, very sad stuff, you know. Unfort, uh, you know, COVID's going down, but the numbers don't stop. Unfortunately, so, yeah.
1: Unfortunately, and I don't think any of them. It was it wasn't COVID related.
0: No, 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 no.
1: So that makes it that much, you know, harder to deal with when, especially if it, you know, if it had been going on prior to COVID and it enhanced it though.
0: It's true. So with that being out there Everybody have a great holiday out there
1: Stay Thank safe you. Don't go crazy just because mandates are being lifted
0: Thank you everybody for your service Past, present, and future You know what I mean?
1: And with that Have a great night And we will see you on the next episode Of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie
0: hoo Left, right, left, right, left, horror movie.